This is Hannah, and you're listening to the Flashcast podcast from the staff of Flash Communications. Hello, and welcome to the Flashcast podcast. This is the first in a series of podcasts that we're doing focused on internships. So the Flashcom students have gone out and interviewed a number of Kent State University PR majors talking about their experiences with their internships across various fields, including public affairs, nonprofit, corporate, agency. Uh, So we're going to be releasing these as separate episodes, and we want to hear from you. So let us know what you think. If you have questions for our guests or for the Flashcom students, get in touch with us. So the contact information to get a hold of us is at the end of the episode. Okay, enjoy. Hello, everyone. It's Hannah. I am here with Sarah and Gabrielle, both of whom have interned in the public affairs field. So just to start off, how about both of you just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Okay, so hi, my name is Gabrielle Woodard. Um, I am a junior PR major and I am a minor in political science. My name is Sarah Matthews, and I am a junior PR major as well. Awesome. So let's start with you, Gabrielle. How did you get your internship in the public affairs field? So um, I was doing the Washington Program in National Issues, which is put on by the political science department, where you get 15 credits for interning and um, taking classes with a professor who moves out there with you. So I was surrounded by other 19, 20 other Kent State students, and we were all looking for internships before we went. I made a list of things that I thought I'd be interested in, and we were also given a list of here's where other WPNI's people have interned um, to maybe try to bounce off. So I really liked like technology and like cell phones and all that kind of thing. So I looked at the Federal Communications Commission and we had had someone there and they had a contact listed who ended up not working there anymore. But I just reached out to them through that email and said, I'm doing this program. Here's a letter explaining this program. I'd really like if you're looking for interns, all that kind of thing to like kind of lead into that. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? I kind of knew um, automatically that I was very interested in interning at a politician's office in Washington, D.C., and one of my favorite politicians is Senator Rob Portman, who is the Ohio senator, and so I looked on his website and saw uh, they had a tab just for internships, and it was a very quick process and just applied with um, my resume and a couple other um, requirements, and then I, as a backup, decided, oh, I should probably apply to another office just in case I don't get the Portman internship. So I talked with my mom about it, and we thought of uh, Speaker John Boehner. And so I decided to apply to his office as well as kind of a last-minute thing. And I was fortunate enough to get both internships. But um, something that you have to keep in mind, usually if you're interested in interning in a politician's office is that they prefer applicants from their home state or if you're applying for example for Senator Portman and if you're applying to a congressional office um, for like a United States congressman or woman then they prefer you to be from their district and um, I was able to apply to um, former Speaker John Boehner's office though because since he was the speaker they accepted applicants um, from all over the country. Yeah, I should mention that I applied for almost a dozen internships. So I wasn't just looking at one. I was looking at other things that I was interested in because you should have you should apply for more than one. <laughs> yeah, it's good to give yourself options. Definitely. So, Gabrielle, what do you wish you had known before you started your internship? 
I think I wish I would have known more about, like, the internal workings of Congress. So I was in the Office of Legislative Affairs, and I had had a few politics classes, like the general American politics and, like, my senior government class and all that in high school, but I didn't truly grasp the legislative process, I don't think, where, like, markups. I went to a lot of hearings about markups on bills and, like, us trying to get something in there or, like, who we were working with. I don't think I fully grasped that until I was there. So that's probably something I wish I would have known more. I'd actually agree with Gabrielle on that statement because I didn't completely understand the legislative process either until I was immersed in that culture. And Washington, D.C. is such a bubble that I honestly didn't follow legislation as much until um, once I was living there and working on Capitol Hill, then I um, was able to fully understand how Congress works because sometimes you're kind of like, what do politicians do all day? And um, after like living and working there, I, I definitely had a better understanding of it. And what was the biggest lesson that you learned during your internship? I think, honestly, the biggest lesson I learned, and as stupid as it sounds, is that important people are very busy. Like Sarah just said, like, what do they do all day? And now you understand that they're blocked out sometimes in five and 15 minute increments. That meeting with somebody for five minutes is a huge deal. And I think I didn't respect the amount of time that goes into things. As dumb as that sounds, I just think I didn't fully grasp that. The biggest lesson I learned after interning in Washington, D.C. is that Washington, D.C. might be a big city, but it's actually a very small town. Everyone knows everyone. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> <laughs> but literally everyone knows everyone. And so um, multiple people that I was working with in Portman's office knew people from Boehner's office. And the Ohio offices are all very well connected and even multiple people were like, oh, I used to work at the RNC and I used to work in this office. And it amazed me how well um, those connections can really matter and go far for you because uh, now I feel that I can tap into a lot of people and all these connections once I graduate and people who, even though they may not be working in you know this office anymore or might've moved onto another place, they will, would still be willing to, you know, for example, put in a good word for me if I were to apply somewhere. And um, that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned from interning there. So funny story about everyone knows everyone. It's also like you hear the thing like, be careful what you say because you don't know who's around. So I was working a lot on net neutrality and I was sitting on the metro on my way to my internship with a friend who was on the hill on the way to his internship. And we were talking, and he was asking me, like, when is this happening? And it was the week before, and I was like, and the commissioners and the um, chairman have to vote before a policy goes in. But everybody knows how everyone's going to vote. But, like, thank God I didn't say anything I wasn't supposed to. And because this man in front of us just kept looking back at us, like, kind of like, and, like, I couldn't figure out why I knew who he was. Like, why? And, like, what was what was he thinking? And, I like, I didn't say anything like, this is going to happen because... I didn't leak anything. There wasn't anything like that. But then I was sitting in my cubicle watching a hearing, and I see the man on the screen. He was one of our, the chairperson of our committee's chief of staff. And I'm like, oh, God, it was a good thing (laughs) that I didn't say, like, anything derogatory or anything. It was just very matter-of-fact. But I was like, you have to watch what you say because anybody could be around. And a lot of people are friends, too. So it's like... 
if say I would have made a bad impression at my internship, then that could affect me later on. If say I put on my resume, I interned at this place and then I go to apply for a job later and someone knows someone from that office and they ask, oh, do you remember this intern? That could come back you know, to haunt me if say I had performed poorly in the job or had said something, you know, bad, then it could have could negatively affect your future because it is such a small town. So a lot of students at Kent State are really interested in public affairs. And I know a lot of people really want to intern in DC either over the summer or during the school year. So what advice would you have as someone who's just starting their internship search, either public affairs in general or specifically who wants to live in DC? I would say apply for every internship you're interested in. Like, if you meet one of the requirements, apply. If you're remotely interested, apply. But the thing that you'll have to realize is that you may, you will not be a big fish in a little pond. That is not going to be the situation at all. And you kind of almost like, not like lower yourself, but realize that you're the intern. I think there might be like some big fishes, you know, and you go there, that's not what you're going to deal with. And I think that was something that, not that I'm saying I was a big fish, but it was something that I watched a lot of people, a lot happen to, was, wait a minute, I'm a very small piece of this puzzle. I would say that, as Gabrielle kind of already stated, yes, like, apply as many places that you're interested in, just because um, it is a very popular city to intern in, and especially during the summertime, um, it is much harder to get an internship in D.C. than the school year just because clearly people are out of school and it's a lot easier for students to um, commit to interning than it is during the semesters. But definitely, I would say if you have any sort of connection to any place you're applying, say you know someone that you know, you've know you met from a networking event, don't be afraid to reach out to them and just say like, hey, I'm very interested. Can you tell me a little bit about what you guys do? Or um, follow up with them, tell them that you've applied so they know that like, and you're on their radar. Because I would say that a lot of the people that I've interned with, that's how they secured their internships, was um, just through um, connections and networking. And it really helps you to know someone to get your foot in the door. And let's say someone already has their internship secured and they know what they're doing over the summer. What advice would you have for them to actually go out and complete their internship this summer? I think make the most of every opportunity. If, say, your opportunity is to put together a PowerPoint that your supervisor has to present, like, be meticulous in the details. Ask a lot of questions. Don't come don't, like don't be annoying. But if you think there's something like a question missing, then realize um, and realize that you're gonna make mistakes. That's something. Um, funny story is my summer internship. Uh, I was working on a project that involved a plane, and I put together a PowerPoint for my boss to present in front of the vice presidents about like why we were doing this. And I get this email while she's in the presentation, and it's from the vice president and sent to everyone in the room that was knew about this meeting or whatever, and I wasn't in the room, and they said, by the way, hangar, when you're talking about a plane, is spelled H-A-N-G-A-R. And I was like, hmm, I don't like, okay, like, what does that even mean? My boss comes back and is dying laughing. Because me, being the intern, I didn't, I'd never worked with the plane. I spelled it like hangar, like a clothes hanger. 
because I guess they're different. And it was a teachable moment because I will never make that mistake again. And she didn't blame me. I had the most amazing boss. It wasn't like you made me look stupid. It was everybody in the room thought it was funny. So I think you just have to realize you're going to have those moments. You don't know everything. Ask questions and take every opportunity, even if it seems like the smallest thing in the world. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that because I definitely made a couple mistakes during my time during my internships as well and you just have to be able to learn from them and know that they have dealt with so many other interns before and they expect that this is a learning experience so don't feel like stupid if you do make a small mistake own up to it and don't try to hide it by any means and then especially to um they expect you to ask questions you are the intern they want to teach you and make this the best experience for you so you can be the best intern you can be. So definitely don't be shy to do that. Also, I think something that I took advantage of during my time, uh, during my internships as well, was uh, like how I said everyone's very well connected in D.C. I took advantage of getting coffee with everyone I could. So I would just you know, sit down and have coffee with different press secretaries or communications directors from different offices just to make those connections. And now I feel as though that, you know, they got to know me a little bit better and that I can tap back into those connections anytime. Be prepared to transition back to school that it's hard. Literally after experiencing, like getting a taste of the real world and working nine to five, I thought I would hate like working and being an adult, but actually it has been very hard for me to transition back into being a student because getting that taste of the real world was such a tease for me because I feel like I'm ready for my career, especially now after completing my internships, I know that I can handle doing that and It's hard to transition back into reality and going back to, you know, classes and homework and tests. And um, Gabrielle and I have both talked about that multiple times, how it's been a very hard transition for both of us. So be prepared for that when you come back. Yeah, it's hard to, like, it's like 9 to 5, like, maybe you had some things to work on afterwards, but nothing like homework or preparing for Mm -hmm. a test or, I mean... It, it was like you clocked in and did your time and then you were able to relax. Like mm-hmm. you would get home from work and you could unwind and you had your weekends to yourself. Yes. Whereas in college, it's not like that. You constantly have something that you could be doing and working and you're multitasking on multiple different things. And I just, I enjoyed working surprisingly. Yeah. And I and, never thought I would say that. And it's really like when you're working on something that you're passionate about, it's really hard to go back to those monotonous tasks. That's like, this is how you do this. Write it out six times. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, Also, I guess uh, if you are thinking about interning in a city, for example, like D.C., um, you have to be prepared for the little things like um, all the expenses that you're going to have in a city. So um, I was fortunate enough to live close enough to my work that I could walk to work every day. But I know a lot of people who had to commute in. So you have to be prepared to like take the metro every morning. And it's like that adds up over time, taking it to and from work. And you sometimes have to worry about the metro breaks down. It's not the most reliable system. So then how are you going to get to work if the metro's down and things like that? And um, Washington, D.C., I'm almost positive is ranked as the most expensive city to live in in the United States, higher than New York City, which might surprise a lot of people. So it is, it adds up. And 
it was expensive for me to live there over the summer, but I definitely saw it as an investment in my future. I know now that after interning there, that my resume is going to be much more competitive because of that. And so even though it was a lot of money, I uh, definitely think that it was worth it. I mean, it cost me unpaid and it cost me, I did not live close enough to commute and, or I had to take the metro. I couldn't walk and it cost me $6 a day to get to work. And I interned three days a week. And that doesn't count all the trips to the city to, like, go do things or anything. So that does add up. And you're looking at at least $1,200 a month rent. At least. Yeah. And Go ahead. No. I was going to say that um, Gabrielle kind of mentioned this, how she was working unpaid. Uh, I was working unpaid as well. And that is something you really have to be prepared for if you're applying to internships in D.C. And I know people are going to be really upset to hear that. But majority of internships in DC, especially political ones are unpaid. You're very lucky if you can find a paid internship and, um, especially if you get that internship, but that's probably actually my biggest piece of advice is that be prepared to be unpaid and, um, you're going to be doing hard work, but it's going to feel rewarding. And like I said, it's really going to benefit your resume and like make you someone who stands out when you're going to apply for jobs. So as long as you can get past the unpaid Mm -hmm. It, it's worth there it. There are brighter days ahead. Yes, yes. It'll be worth it in the yes. end. You'll meet so many. Like, I think I fully, like, I tell people, like, if it's a really good experience, take the unpaid internship, but make the most out of it so that you can meet people and they can connect you to the paid internship. Because the reason I had, I got my very well-paid internship because I had been unpaid, or because I had an unpaid internship that had gained the experience. And unpaid internships, they're not expecting as much out of you. Like, I, I don't mean to say that they're not expecting anything out of you, but they're not expecting you to stay long hours. Mm-hmm. That kind of, there's not as high of expectations. But um, it's like, it makes you, if, especially if you're working unpaid and then you're willing to come mm-hmm. in early, like an extra hour early to work or stay an extra hour after to help complete a task or to come in and set something up. It makes you stand out more because they know that you're unpaid and that you're willing to put in that extra time and effort. They'll really appreciate you appreciate you that much more as an intern yeah I took a lot of work home yeah and I came in early a bunch of days um to help set like events up and things and um but I never minded doing it just because like I know that they appreciate you taking the time to do that and you can kind of see where your the work you do fits into the big picture exactly Awesome. I think you both had a lot of really good advice for students who are interested in public affairs. And if anyone is interested, would you guys be willing to like take an email from someone? Oh, or? Completely. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like it's all I talk about. So <laughs> I would talk, I, if I can find someone to talk about it with. Sure. Oh, yeah. I would talk DC all day with anyone. So we're you're, we're trying to go to DC in a couple weeks. So that's awesome. Well, if anyone is interested, you're more than welcome to reach out to Sarah and or Gabrielle. Again, thank you, ladies. Thank you. had a lot of great advice. If you want to learn more about Flash Communications, you should check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flash Communications. Or you can send us an email if you have a comment you'd like to make. You can reach us at flashcom at kent.edu.